हेलो वेलकम टू सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट फाइव इश्यूज ऑफ एपिस्टेमोलॉजी एंड आवर टॉपिक इज आइडियलिज्म इन फिलॉसफी आइडियलिज्म रेफर्स टू अ सिस्टम ऑफ थॉट इन विच द ऑब्जेक्ट ऑफ एक्सटर्नल परसेप्शन इज हेल्ड टू कंसिस्ट ऑफ आइडियाज आइडियलिज्म होल्ड्स दैट द माइंड प्लेज अ key role in the constitution of the world as it is experienced in the history of thought we can discern different forms and applications of idealism its most radical form has been rejected because it is equivalent to solipsism solipsism is a view that all reality is nothing but the activities of one's own mind and that is in reality nothing exists but one's own self idealists generally recognize the existence of the external or natural world and do not claim that it can be reduced to a mere process of thinking they believe that the mind is active and capable of producing and sustaining mode of being that would not have existed otherwise such as law religion art and mathematics we may contrast idealism with realism which is a doctrine that universal or general ideas have objective existence and matter as an object of perception has real existence in this sense idealism is a theory that posits the primacy of spirit mind or language over matter it includes claiming that thought has a crucial role in making the world the way it is in other words thought and the world are made for one another or they make one another the 18th century german philosopher immanuel kant further refined idealism through his critical inquiry into the limits of possible knowledge can't hold that the mind forces the world we perceive to take the shape of space and time hegel thought that the history must be rational in something significantly like the way science is we can say that idealism denotes the belief that abstract or mental entities have some sort of reality independent of the world plato thought that all properties and objects we could think of must have some such independent existence confusingly this kind of idealism was once termed realism now let us move to the point immunal kant a priori categories 
As pointed out earlier, Kant's for a biographical note on him aim was to move beyond the traditional dichotomy between the rationalism and empiricism. The rationalist had tried to show that we can understand the world by careful use of reason. This guarantees a undoubtability of our knowledge but left serious questions about its practical content. Empiricists, on the other hand, had argued that all of our knowledge must be firmly grounded in experience. Practical content was thus secured. But it turned out that we could be certain of very little. Both approaches had failed. Can't argued because both were premised on the same mistaken assumption. To correct this, he wrote his book, The Critic of Pure Reason. In this book, Kant explained his ideas about the foundations of our knowledge of the physical world. He had great faith in moral freedom, in human beings ability to choose what is right. In his book, The Critic of Pure Reason, Kant is not attacking pure reason as much as he is highlighting its limitations. He in fact wants to exalt pure reason to transcendental level without the corrupting elements of the senses. He is not totally against the role that the senses play nor is he disowing reason. What he does is to combine both empiricist and the rationalist elements. How does he achieve this? He makes distinction between where our knowledge originates and what kind of knowledge it is. Understanding these distinctions is important in order to follow Kant explanations. Kant went on to explain exactly how the thought process worked. According to him, we have some intuitive categories such as space and time which are absolute and independent of and proceeding sense impressions. On the question of Brackley's problem of whether we will ever know the reality or the essence of objects, Kant has no problem with the existence of object. So Osborne expresses Kant's position. The mere existence of my own consciousness proves the existence of objects outside of me. But Kant sets limits to knowledge and distinguishes between phenomena and noumena. In Kant's view, the most fundamental laws of nature, like the truth of mathematics, are knowable precisely because they make no effort to describe the world as it really is, 
but rather prescribe the structure of the world as we experience it. By applying the pure forms of sensible intuition and the pure concept of the understanding, we achieve a systematic view of the phenomenal realm, but learn nothing of the pneumonial realm. Mathematics and the sciences are certainly true of the phenomena. Only metaphysics claims to instruct us about the pneumonia. So far we have discussed the ideas which are subsumed within the positivist outlook for understanding social reality. As we have already gathered in the unit of block 1 of the book, not everyone agreed with the assumptions discussed above. Many philosophers searched for meaning in observations they made. They focused on the processes by which we establish meaning in the phenomena. For them, important issue concerns the way we come to know about what is happening in a, the world outside ourselves. Phenomenology is a school of thought which has influenced profoundly the development of new approaches of making sense of social reality. Let us discuss in the next section the main ideas of philosophy of this school. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself in the self-learning podcasts. Thank you.